the exclusive stories behind music that helped shape and change pop culture. With award-winning broadcaster and best-selling author Jesse Dillon and co-host, award-winning music and media producer Spencer Proffer, you are inside the music. This is Jesse Dillon. You are deep inside the music today, coast to coast and worldwide. Spotify, Apple, Stingray Music in Canada, 100 radio stations up here, and 500 million subscribers online. And it's my co-host Spencer Proffer and an incredible guest today. I am going to play for you a song that will literally blow you away. Not that you need to be blown away, but periodically it's good for you. And you're going to love what you're going to hear today. Jason Mraz, the man, the myth, the legend, the avocado hurler, is here today. Jason, welcome to the den. Thank you so very much for having me. Well, this is fun. You well, know, avoc- go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was avocado hurler. It also sounds like <laughs> someone who throws up avocados. <laughs> Uh, but I know you're referring to, I know you're referring to when I gently toss avocados out to my audience, which has been done from time to time. I but. didn't put that metaphor together until I heard it just now. <laughs> oh shit, that's hysterical. The avocado hurler. I bet that hasn't appeared yeah. in any marketing prowess next to you ever. Oh man, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's too no, funny. No, no, I love it. It's great. Listen, um, we're going to get into a few things today and have a little bit of fun, but... You know, your your new song, I was listening to it the other day, and um, maybe we'll play a little bit of that later on. But looking for the good in life, Jason, is something that you have always done, you know, speaking about or- avocados, organically. Yeah. Yeah. it's uh, It's been a practice of mine probably since I was a little kid. And, it's, and as I became a songwriter, and certainly a songwriter in my adult life, I found that that skill or that need was something that was even more important, not not just to humanity, but my own life experience. So I've, I always have this practice of gratitude, this practice of looking for good, and it's a practice that I put into my songwriting, my practice of songwriting, so that in times of darkness, in times of stress or duress, then I've got a lyric or a practice that I can go to that can shine a light on on whatever it is that might be causing me that experience of darkness. And so, you know, today with, you know, this pandemic, which has been stretching out and, you know, as we say in broadcasting, out of home tuning is almost down to nothing. People are listening and watching at home. I read a statistic yesterday that listening to music is up 68% worldwide, 68% um, since the beginning of this. And, you know, you and I were having a brief chat the other day um, before today's session, and we were talking a little bit about media. I'm just talking about legitimate media, real media, and just how depressing it is and how much of an onslaught there is. There's no barrier to entry anymore. You can't escape it. You know, content is now ubiquitous. It's absolutely everywhere. It travels with you. And what a nice reminder this song is at this point in time. And I'm wondering if you've had any feedback other than me from other people telling you how much this means to them to go for the good in life. Oh, absolutely. Um, there's, I, I, I didn't plan to release this song during a pandemic. I, I planned to release it in April 2020 uh, for a completely different um, silly reason, um, which I'll tell you about later. Um, but the, the having um, 
having a positive song out during this time has had tremendous feedback because the opening line or the chorus, the real nuts and bolts of this song is the chorus. Look for the good in everything. Um, it always seems impossible till it's done. Look for the good in everyone. And it's something that I have to be reminded of on a day-to-day basis. And to be able to offer up this just tiny little morsel of advice or wisdom or insight, um, suggestion, whatever you want to call it, um, hopefully, and, and the feedback I've been getting is helping people to remember, oh, yes, like we don't have to just dwell on the bad news. We can simultaneously look for the good things. And this is something I actually learned from television host Mr. Rogers when I was a kid. Mm. And Mr. Rogers said, you know, during during when you see the news and you see bad things on the news, look for the heroes. Look for the heroes on the news because they're the ones on the news doing good things. You know, if you see a scene of a fire or a crime, you know, look for the firemen. You know, look for the detectives, look for the people or even the neighbors and and friendly citizens who are actually out there trying to do some good and save people during a flood or or something. So I learned that at a young age, you know, that we should look for the good and applaud the good. And maybe by that we will um, we will stimulate and or create more goodness in the world. But your parents were a big influence on you. Of course, there's there's the brightest thing you're ever going to hear from. From a radio announcer, gee, your parents were quite an influence, but they gave you the ability to fail. Um, yeah. They said, hey, dude, yes, it's, it's, let's, let's talk about that. That's really important, I think, particularly now with so many people, so many good people losing their businesses and their livelihood and just being so turned upside down. You know, having the ability yeah. to fail and come back is a big lesson. And, and you're our coach today. So let's talk about that. All right. Well... <clears throat> For me, success didn't equal dollars uh, because I I wanted music. That was I knew that at a young age. I wanted to play music and be an artist and be a songwriter or musician, whatever. But I didn't know what venue I would end up in. I didn't know if I'd end up on a cruise ship or a local bar or working in a school teaching music. Um, and so with that, you know, I also took the chance that I'll be a starving artist my whole life. Um, because for me, the art is the greatest reward. And my parents saw that and they said, well, look, we love you no matter what. So if you want to be an artist, if you want to go be a rock and roller, go for it, go do it because you'll never be satisfied until you try. So go do it, go out there and fail. If you need to fail, we still love you. We love you, love you. And you can always come home and try something else. And that was the greatest permission slip I ever had. Um, and of course, I acknowledge that it comes from a place of enormous privilege. Uh, my parents aren't wealthy people. My dad was a mailman. My mom worked for the bank and stepdad was a janitor. And uh, my, my, my stepmom was secretary. But in all that, I had four amazing parents, you know, divorced, divorced parents who remarried. I had four amazing parents and they always supported my musical endeavors which gave me so much confidence to to really go for it and try unreasonable things, which is, I think, what ultimately led to me having the success that I had. And that's because I had the blessing from my parents to go and do it. Uh, if my parents had said, no, you have to go to college or you have to get this other job first, it may have ruined my relationship with my parents and or it could have cost me this entire artistic career. 
Um, so I'm so grateful for my parents. In fact, I, I acknowledge, I've acknowledged them in several albums. Um, and then I actually do it again on this new album that's coming out there. Right at the end of the album, I sing about them for a second. Have you ever hit one of them head? Have you ever hit one of them in the head with an avocado in a concert, just because you could? Um, not yet, not yet. So far, so good. Yes, Spencer. Spencer, Jason, let me just ask you this: on the, on your album, "Love Is a Four Letter Word," you have a song there, which is my favorite song on there, called "93 Million Miles," and "93 Miles." Really, you can always come home. Was there any homage that you paid to your parents in that? Because the way you're talking, home was always a safe place for you. Absolutely. Um, that song sings about two different types of homes. One is the physical home that my parents uh, offered me. And, you know, still to this day, when I travel back to Virginia for holidays or birthdays or see my family, I stay with my parents. You know, that's the beauty of, you know, a strong family relationship is that the moms and dads, they, they want you to come stay at the house. So I still get that. And in the song, I sing about that. I sing about the sort of the wisdom or the, the permission that my parents gave me. Um, you know, my dad would say, uh, you know, the absence of the light is necessary, you know, so don't, don't be attached, you know, at nighttime, don't be afraid because the sun is going to shine again tomorrow, you know, things like that. Um, uh, my mom said, you know, if, if you're as long as you be yourself, no matter where you end up, you'll be okay. You'll love who you are. So that was important not to change. So those things end up in that song. And I, and I, and I referenced my mom and dad very clearly in that in 93 million miles. But then I also learned on my travel that even without a home, when I was living out of my car and playing coffee shops and you know, getting my career going, even without a home, I could feel at home, no matter what city I was in, because it was a state of mind. It was a state of being. It was being wherever my feet were, or be where my feet are, is, is can be a sense of home. You know, that, that warm comfort feeling in your chest where you're just, where you know you're okay and you're present and you're in the now. That too is a sense of home. And, and now we're talking semantics. We're just talking language and relation and how we want to define our relationship to certain words, but that's, that's what a songwriter's gig is as well. So, so yeah, to answer your question, 93 million miles is that and all those things. Thing that was so great about Lennon McCartney's writings and many great songwriters, Carol King, Elton John, Bernie Toppin was that everyone could read into it, what the lyrics mean to them. So mm -hmm. even if you wrote it for one way, it really has universal appeal. And I think part of the magic in your writing be it, you know, be it that and living in the moment from the same album, I just think are just magnificent ways to have people, you know, experience your writing and personalize it to them as you have to you. And I think that's pretty cool. Jesse, you know, if you ever get a chance or if you do get a chance on this podcast to play, play 93 million miles, uh, it's just one of the most magnificent songs ever written. And for the world who hasn't heard it, I think they should. Well, I'll tell you what, maybe we can get the good doctor himself to do that. Spencer Proffer, myself, Jesse Dillon, you're inside the music with our amazing friend, Jason Mraz today. Jason, would you be so kind to introduce the song for us? Sure. Uh, this is a song I dedicate to my mom and my dad, and it's from Love is a Four-Letter Word, which is an album I put out in 2012, and this is one of my favorite songs, not just off that album, but 
of, of all the songs I've written that I get to perform. It's called 93 Million Miles. Deep Inside the Music with Jason Mraz. 93 million miles from the sun. People get ready, get ready. Here it comes, it's a light, a beautiful light. Over the horizon, into her eyes. Oh my, my, how beautiful. Oh my, beautiful mother. She told me, son, in life you're gonna go far. If you do it right, you'll love where you are. Just know, wherever you go, you can always come home. 240,000 miles from the moon, we've come a long way to belong here to share this There's another bright sky Oh my, my, how beautiful Oh my, irrefutable father He told me, son, sometimes it may seem dull But the absence of the light is a necessary part Just know is a unique content series that reveals the never-before-told stories behind some of the most iconic artists in pop culture. Award-winning personality and best-selling author Jesse Dillon and renowned music and media producer Spencer Proffer get you up close and personal with industry legends from the world of music, movies, television, theatre and live events. It's better. 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 Inside. 